Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yo, people, welcome back to Football Carnage, a special edition of Football Carnage where it's supposed to be a Premier League carnage where we talk about the hit fixtures, the big fixtures, the relevant fixtures. But I just thought we narrow it down this week a little bit. You understand? You know what I'm saying? I thought we'd talk about the one and only big, massive game of this weekend. Uh, and life's different. Life's different because this is one of those games, this is one of those fixtures when you come down to the last 10 games, Liverpool Football Club were involved. We're involved. We're involved. We're here just to see if we can ruin someone else's party and that someone else is Arsenal FC. Of course, you see the esteemed panel I got with me. Some of them looking glum. Some looking happy, some looking nervous. I don't know if any of you guys are body language experts, but we're going to about to get into them. Who's nervous, who's glum, who's looking forward, who's exciting. People already know my co-host Bilal has been smiling from week seven. Man can't wipe that smile off his face, man. You know what I mean? Ever since you joined Football Carnage, I've blessed your football club, bro, it seems, man. Because you started off like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, if we reach fifth or fourth as we good season, here you are. Bro, man, what's going on, Bilal? Yeah, man, as you said, life is 
different. But listen, I'm getting used to this at this point. I think I don't know how many weeks Arsenal have been top of the table. Someone can remind me in the chat, put it in. No, we don't I like to, to do know. That. Yeah, I like to know. But, you know, yeah, listen, Arsenal, Liverpool. It's always been a game for me over the years, right? It must be the highest scoring fixture in, in Premier League history because I feel like every game is like either 4-3 or 4-2 or 3 something. Like It's always a dumb game in terms of the scoreline. So I'm looking forward to another good game. I'm expecting goals. I'm expecting energy. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm, Cocktail says, first thing to do is like the stream and big up the panel. You don't need to big them up. I'm here to big them up. But I definitely need you to like the stream because I can't like for all of you lot. You understand? Um, there you go. That's the introduction. Bavs is in the building. Um, you know what? I've, I've I've selected my Arsenal fans very because obviously you know how it works, man. There's like thousands of Arsenal fans, thousands of Liverpool fans. So, but people already know that I work with a select few people that I can relate to, people that I can have a conversation with, people I'm I'm the same with on screen and off screen. That's big. That is massive for me. People that you can be the same with, on screen, off screen. And I've got two of the finest, for me, the finest Arsenal fans out there, ones that I can relate to. Babs, welcome back to the channel. What are you saying? Not much, man. Just excited for the game on Sunday. Big test. And, you know, I'm excited to learn. That's it. You know, win, lose, draw, you learn something and we move with that. That's what I'm, see what I'm saying, guys? See what that opening statement from Babs. Look how smart this kid is. He may be a kid, but he's smart. Of course, I got uh, Dan Potts as I was there. Uh, listen, me and Dan have been speaking, what, three years probably? We first started two and a half years, something like that. And uh, total different circumstances. But Dan will remember that I believed in the process from the very offs. Me and Dan used to be exchanging WhatsApp voice notes late hours in the morning. And Dan used to be saying, Chris, fed up, man. <laughs> What's going on, man? Arteta, man, I just want him gone, man. I like... Dan, hold tight. Trust me. No, Grizz, I'm at the end of my tether with him, you know. I'm not seeing other... Dan, relax. Now, don't, don't message me anymore. <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> No need to message you now, man. Um, at least that's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not rubbing it in, do you know what I'm saying, either. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, man. But it's a pleasure to be back on. It's been a while, Grizz. So, apologies, man. It's been busy times. Um, but you know what? Although it's not been a great season for you, at least you can smile and say, Arteta's doing good for me, just like I told everybody. So I'm sure you're just as happy as me and Babs and Bilal, man. Yeah, look, people, <laughs> look, like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, people that are uh, unfortunate to follow me or subscribe to my channel will know I've done a bit of a flip-flop in recent Yeah, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled like this. <laughs> <laughs> people have changed my name from Grizzteta to Grizziola. Because I've been saying I want Man City to win. So, but I, look, if people want more explanations, I'll explain. But it's long, man. We're, we're not going to talk about that today. There's better things to talk about. Um, but Liverpool ain't one of them better things to talk about. But I still need my Liverpool homies. You understand? Roms, what are you saying? Welcome back to the channel. Thank you. You've been a while. And well, that's what you said, Grizz. Life's different. Life's different. I think last time I was on the channel, we were more optimistic. We were more excited to watch our team play. And Nowadays, you just, you just don't know what Liverpool's going to turn up, man. It's been it's been a long season. I just want the season to end, <laughs> just end the season. But no, thank you for having me on again and big up all of the panels to the ones I've not met yet. But yeah, just ready to unfortunately chop this game up. <laughs> yeah, man, hundred percent. Look, people are saying Zuberi with the with the warm old bandana. Zuberi <laughs> asked me 
Zaberi asked me why have I got the community hat on and not the war hat on the eve of a game. Normally, when it's the eve of a big game, I got the war hat. Zaberi, you already know. Last week, I told you, innit? I'm done with the war. Like, <laughs> no, I am. He knows. He knows. I, I said. To, I said we done a calling show. Of course, Zaberi's my calling, calling Khan show host, Captain Zaberi, all the way from New York. You seem to have done the war mode bandana. What were you telling me? Yeah, man. Look, you. I know Rams. I've I've converted Rams against Klopp, and you know he he needed saving. Now he he was one of them hopeless guy, borderline top red, if that phrase is still going about. He was attack, front and yeah. center. He oh, was yeah. front and center, Grizz. <laughs> he was like a mindless guy, just waving the flag in the mud, going down Titanic, playing the violin, not a not abandoning ship. I had to save him. And um, so that's why I'm here, man. You've given up on the war. I have to represent and let people know. Even though we're losing this fight, we can still kill this enemy on Sunday. Okay. So we we might lose the war, but the fight on Sunday is there for the taking. And it's the little victories. We can build on the little victories. How sweet would it be if these men lift the trophy but can't say nothing to us? Mm. I think it's a good place to start. So I gotta have the bandana ready, war mode ready. People, people, um, people. If you don't know, Captain Captain's one of them people. Captain Zaberi is, um, yeah, he works in opposites. <laughs> he works. <laughs> so, so whatever the crowd is feeling, he's opposed to that. Wherever the tide is, he's opposed to the tide. Basically, Captain, don't go with the tide. So if everyone is clopping. He's gonna start a little clop out movement. If everybody is owners FSG in, he's gonna little start a little. You know, this is how he operates. So right now, Liverpool are losing. Captain's winning. Because <laughs> <laughs> one hundred man. Because he's one of the few people from the start of the season. You know when we smashed Man City in the Charity Shield and everything was good and we're feeling yeah on the back of the nearly quad. He came onto the first show and said, "Yeah, Grizz, I thought." We were awful in the charity shield, and we're going to have a long season. And everyone slaughtered him in the chat, including me. I nearly, blo I nearly blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he ran out. I didn't even run him off my channel. But look Chris, who's laughing me now. You, me and you, when he was saying this start of the season, I said, what's wrong with you? You're just on the back of a pen. This season's going to be going again. <laughs> Bruv, visionary. That's what I'm saying. He was a he was an LFC visionary, bruv. Just like I was an Arsenal visionary. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> like, I saw the vision of Arsenal. I just didn't see it with my own club. Shame on me. But Bilal, man, I, I think this game. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna ask the Arsenal Arsenal guys. I think you would have had your eyes on this game as probably the defining one. And I don't mean from time. I mean from recent, like the last couple of months, as you've got closer and closer to the finishing line, you're looking through your fixtures and you're saying Anfield, 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 Anfield. You're not looking at the team. You're not looking at Liverpool, good, bad, Jota, whoever, Thiago, Virgil. No, you're looking at Anfield, Anfield. You're not looking at we've been, been beaten by Bournemouth, by Nottingham Forest, by Leeds. You're looking at Anfield, Anfield. Anfield. That's all you're looking at. Am I right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like when you go through the fixtures, like towards the end of the season, last ten games, we've got like game four games. I would say I think five if I include Brighton in there. Where it's like these are tough games where on paper 
you've got to be 100% at it. But then you add it to the away games as well, and that's Liverpool, Man City, Newcastle. Those three games in particular are massive. And the, f- the fact that Liverpool's first out of that kind of run at Anfield to make that statement win, you know, would be massive. And that's why I think, as I see guys like Jamie Carragher saying, like, if Arsenal beat Liverpool at Anfield, they're favourites for the Premier League title. And I have to agree with him because that's the sort of game that your season is defined by. And yeah, for me, I think it's the biggest game. Well, it's the biggest game since last week. That's oh, the yeah, yeah, game yeah. Game. I, I, I've taught you well. I've taught you well. Because Babs, every week, because every week, Bilal tells me biggest game, biggest game. I told him in the title running, it doesn't matter who you play. This season now for you guys, right? Because we've been here last four or five seasons. We know what it feels like. The stomach is churning. We feel sick sometimes. Sometimes you can't even enjoy the running because you know even a draw is near enough. Gonski, bro, even if you drop a point, like, oh, sorry, even if you um, get a point rather than three. But every game is probably the biggest game since, I don't know, you tell me how it feels like going into every game, that this game is the biggest game since, tell me when. Yeah, no, you're right. Every game does feel massive, but I'm just enjoying the journey. I didn't expect to be here. And um, I'm looking at the sense of the worst it gets for Arsenal in the Champions League next season. So just be grateful. I'm grateful for where Arsenal are right now. And look, no matter how I feel as a fan, it's all down to the team on the pitch. And as long as they feel fine, that's what already matters. So uh, I'm looking at this game as, yeah, it's a big test, but um, it's less about who's the better team because we know right now the better team is us. It's more about mental mentality and how this team is. But I've got a, a sense of belief about this team and when most of our players are fit and a certain select three are fit, I'm always going to believe a team can do it. So um, yeah, it's, it's a big mental test and it's a, it's a bit like a, a revenge tool. Last season, we got back at Anfield, we got back at St. James's Park and at Man City. If we can change that this year and get results there, then yeah, we got a title in a bag. But um, yeah, I'm just happy right now. I'm enjoying the journey because I'm like, bro, at the start of the season, it was all about Champions League. And right now I'm seeing United and them on fighting Champions League football. And I'm happy not to be in that battle and just look from above and go, hey, you know what? We've got bigger ambitions this season. Uh, Nitish says, Grizz, if Arsenal win at Anfield, they must. I'm telling you, if you beat us at Anfield, you must win the league. I'm telling you, you can't be doing this. Dan, Babs has come from the enjoyment factor and I like the way he's, he's, he's set his mind up psychologically to, to say, um, we've enjoyed it. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is we finish second and at least a year or two above schedule. But Dan, with my age, if I was an Arsenal fan, like I have been in the recent years, I'm shitting bricks by now going into this final furlong because opportunities like this don't come often. You may believe in the process. You may believe in your club's long-term future or even short-term as the case may be. But if you've got an opportunity like this, you try to grasp it with both hands. It's Babs is brave for saying he's enjoying it. I'm not sure if, majority of the fans would share that sentiment yeah listen um perhaps is a lot more chilled than me i'll tell you that now mm. man um i uh <clears throat> I, I i've waited 19 years for this chris 19 years for this and for me we've had maybe one title pushing that side but no one really thought we were ever going to do it you know because i don't count the leicester one so they finished like what 11 points clear of us uh the year in 2008 when eduardo broke his leg that was the one i really thought we were going to do it 
Um, since then, no, we haven't had anything. So for me, I wanted a title challenge. Um, and Arteta has proved me and a lot of other people wrong that he can get us into a title challenge. But now that we're in one, for me, go, let's go do it, man. This team deserves to win something this season. The only thing we can win is the Premier League now. It has to do it. And actually, believe it or not, I don't think this game is make or break for the title. I still think there's too much football to play. I think if we win this, everybody looks at us and goes, OK, another test passed. If we lose it, I wouldn't sit there and go, right, we blew it. That's it. It's all done and dusted. So I actually think there's too much football to go. It's more about the psychological stuff for me. Go into this game. This should be a walk in the park, the way both teams are playing. But it ain't going to be. No chance. We're going to go to Anfield. If you're coming to the Emirates, I'm sitting here cocky and confident telling you we're going to blow you away. But we haven't been able to do that for so, so long now. And I think that when you look at how you have turned up against big teams and teams over the past at Anfield, that's not going to go away. So if you ask me, what do I think is going to happen? I can talk to you about where I think we're going to win the game. I can talk to you about who I think is better than who. I can talk to you about the key battles. But that could be absolute nonsense at Anfield because you can turn it on at any point. There's a good side there, man. And I'm one of these people that don't actually think that Liverpool need this huge rebuild. I think with two or three players in the summer keeping Jurgen Klopp, I think you'll come back just fine. So I don't sit there and believe this is going to be a walk in the park. And I think this test is the next one we have to do. And I'll finish on this. In terms of the actual game itself, if we're getting dominated, we still need to learn how not to lose a game. Because at Old Trafford, we come back into it at 1-1 and we got very excitable and we lost it and become naive. Against Manchester City, we weren't that shocking, in my opinion, at the Emirates. But we made ridiculous mistakes and threw the game away. So if we get into a stage that's 1-1 and you're dominating us, don't lose. Might not win, just don't lose. And that, for me, would be a test that we could try and pass. Big up my brother, it's a, big up, it's a repping Luton town there. Because when the going gets tough, Man City get going. You know, Roms... I know all about, we know all about the the stigma around Arsenal, weak mm. spine, bottling it, you know, in the big games, this and that, pressure away from home. You can get easily bullied. They've put a lot of those to bed this season. And like Bav says, if they can wrong, I believe if they can wrong even one of those three, if they can right one of those three wrongs, Man City away, Liverpool away, Newcastle away, I think they're in the driving seat. But already, already, even if they don't, they've proved a lot of pundits, a lot of know-it-alls wrong this season, haven't they? You know, another thing as well, a game we've not mentioned yet. We're no Spurs, but that's also a ground they hadn't won at in, I think, about a decade. Correct How many years was it, lads? I think it was seven years or something. 2014 was the last time, yeah. So, near, more than that, just yeah. under a decade. And they came, they overcame that hoodoo. I just think, Arsenal this season have been have been excellent. And if you want me to be honest, I didn't know they would be here right now, but I always saw Arteta being a good manager because when I first had a slight inkling that this guy, he's going to be special, when he first came into Arsenal and won the FA Cup, that was with an Emery squad, again, having to knock out Chelsea and City, which were two out of the three best teams in the country at the time. And I said, you know what? You don't just win a trophy like that on luck. He is actually a tactician, but he didn't have his pieces at the time. And I said, give this guy time. I know, because I think um, Bilal 
and Dan and Baz will agree, I think if he didn't win that Norwich game, you know when they lost the first three games of the last season? If he didn't win that, I think it was Norwich and Aubameyang scored. If he didn't win that game, he probably may have got sacked. I think that was his saving grace. And from there, Arsenal still fluctuated here and there with, with results. But you could see he had an identity. You could see he had a philosophy. And I was saying to my Arsenal friend, be patient with this guy. Be very patient. They were like, no, um, we want to win now kind of thing. I said, listen, football, there's no such thing as loyalty really and time anymore in every aspect of the game when it comes to contracts, players, owners, anything. But give this guy time. So I'm not going to say I'm not surprised by how well they're doing now. And I'm not going to say... Yeah, I'm not surprised by how well they're doing. I thought they would. I I thought they would get top four, but to be sitting top of the tree, what a job he's done. And me personally, I agree with Dan. Regardless of this result, I think Arsenal do win the league. I understand as an Arsenal fan, some fans have that PTSD of we we need to do it first. But I think this game doesn't have that much bearing on the league. But if they do beat us, you might as well start etching their name onto it because I think Arteta's done a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Zaberi, uh, I, I, I know what you think about Arsenal and, and Arteta, but but for the for the purpose of this panel, how are you looking at it on a serious level from 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 an outsider's point of view, the job and the whole state of the club? Like fast forward 12 months, would you say, lads? Like 12 months, this time last year was the start of the buckle, wasn't it? You could say. Like the last 10 games you buckled under the pressure, whatever. Fast forward 12 months, the progress that has been made with how many signings, guys? Two, about three, three signings, would you say? Four, I think. Four. Four, four, yeah, four, 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 four signings. It's, it's mad when, what getting the right players can do because they were so close last season to achieving the objective, which was top four. They buckled. He knew what he had to do. He'd done what he had to do, and now he's sitting pretty at the top of the table. Pure kudos, right? Yeah. Do you know what I'll say about that, though? The whole mm. bucking last season, I think, well, a lot of our key players were missing. So the team didn't buckle. The squad buckled. The likes of Sami Lukonga, Tavares, Holding, Cedric, those are not Champions League players. So I don't think it was actually that much of a surprise to see Arsenal go to difficult away games and suffer. But I'm pretty sure if our first team had stayed fit last season, or at least some certain key players like Tierney and Partey, we would have got Champions League last season. So I'm not actually that surprised by how good Arsenal are this year because I knew we were good last year. The team was. Add some more players to it, make the squad stronger, and, you know, the rest is history. You think that's out already, though, Babs? Like, I'm with you in terms mm-hmm. of, like, being strong for this season, but I never saw us in a title race, bro. Like, even I'll with form- Jesus and Zinchenko. I'm really big on underlying numbers and our form last year after we let go of Aubameyang was, you know, for a certain stage up there, you know, competing for a title. For, for a, a certain period stage. it was, yeah. So so what for I saw period, was the signs yeah. there. So then this season, you know, even I wasn't expecting a title charge, I was expecting a comfy top four. A comfy top four. And when I said that, people said, no, no, you're being delusional. You won't, you know, you won't get top four. Chelsea will get or United will get or someone else will get it. And I said, no, we'll get com- top four comfortably. So but yeah, that- title charge... Little bit, but I said to myself at the start of the season last year, 69 points. This year, we'll get around 80 85. We're gonna get that now. So, I mm-hmm. always thought Arsenal were gonna have a very good season, and you know, we're having that so far. Captain, what are you saying? Mm. What, what was your expectation, and how have they surprised you? Um, I think they would have been fourth or third, but Arteta did something that really surprised and impressed me. They got four players in, but it was only two in the summer and two in January. So he got Zinchenko, decent left back. Then he got, a, 
you know, a utility striker, very good for his system, player that he's worked with before. So the familiarity and the tactics, instructions, walk in the park there. I think that was the boost he needed as far as having the right pieces at um, left back and up top. What he did that surprised me is he showed up the midfield with Giorgino, a player. Everyone on this panel probably right off at Chelsea. No one saw Giorgino coming in and being that effective. And then Trussard, the one out of nowhere, that's a Liverpool move. Grabbing a guy that's at a, you know, mid-level, maybe top six club, just grabbing him and said, look, you can do the job for me. You can get me over the line. And the question I really have for Arteta will be answering in the game coming up on Sunday. It's a quote from Jurgen Klopp press conference. He said it's harder to find answers than it is to find questions. So what that tells me, I'm listening to Klopp, he's very calm, and I'm like, you know what? I usually would have beat Klopp with a stick there, but I'm going to take that and I'm going to apply it to Arteta. <laughs> now I'm going to apply it to Arteta because they've been answering a lot of questions. And that's fine because, you know, you can ask any questions. Are they going to win the league? Yeah, there's a chance there. There's enough games there. You know, are they going to overcome the obstacles? Sure. But can they keep answering all these questions? Because they have to come up with new answers for every challenge and every question week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Um, I strongly believe at some point they're going to run out of answers. At some point. And it's not to say they're going to buckle or they're going to bottle it or nothing like that. It's just when you think about it, it's really hard to just keep coming up with answers week in, week out. Jurgen Klopp been coming up with answers for all sorts of scenarios. Never had a decent midfield. Just plugging holes, getting utility players in there. Arteta has a decent squad now, but I'm not sure if they can answer all the questions that a football world and challenges have to offer. So, you know, they're sitting good right now. We'll see how they fare on Sunday. But Sunday for me is the end-all, be-all. If they can't answer the question at Anfield, they have a long way to go because mentality or... Mental-wise, they're not really there then. Why don't Because Because don't Man City lose every year and win the title? Well, not every year, but I get what your point is. But Man City has been doing it for time. This is your first time doing it. So it's almost like Liverpool first season coming up second. Um, the target wasn't a challenge for the league. The target was just to be in and around top four. All of a sudden, we'll find ourselves in a title race and very far in the Champions League. Why? Oh. We, we can do this. We can go for it. We ended up with like 99 points and coming second. So I'm not saying you guys will be there one point off the league or anything like that. It's just a big test. These We ended up being there by gunning down the top guy. I'm not saying we're the top guy now, but winning at Anfield is grounds and respect from me for you guys to say we're going to win the league. And if you can't win there and do that, it's almost like, hmm, they're going to have to answer that question now. Can you go again? Can you dust yourself off? That's a new question that requires a new answer. So you have an answer to call at Anfield, assuming you lose. That'll be a new question that you have to come with a new answer. Can they overcome that stumbling block at Anfield? So all these new questions and challenges going forward for you guys, man. At some point, I'm expecting Arteta to run out of steam. And at some point, I'm expecting these players to be like, Jesus Christ, City are relentless. It's not so much us in Anfield. It's just the, the, the sheer pressure. Grizz, you know what I'm talking about. City's just on your neck. 
the perfection required to beat these guys out and keep them at bay is tough. Very quickly, I'm going to go and then get you guys. I think the key is the mentality and the psychology of the players themselves. I think Babs referred it to, referred to it. So even though Babs is saying from a fan point of view, he's enjoying it and we have to believe him on face value because that's what he's saying. So we have to believe him. Dan's is saying, no, I'm feeling it a little bit. I need to, we need to capitalize. And the majority of the fans that I speak to are feeling it like my own son. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, Salah really out that talk to me. Like, you know what I mean? Jocha said, no, everyone's back. Yeah. So really his response should have been, okay, no problem. Bring it. But he was like, shit, do you understand? It's the psychology, the mentality. Really, it don't matter who's back for Liverpool. If Arsenal play at their best, like they've been playing this season, they beat us. And they beat us comfortably. But it's that mentality, isn't it? And it's all about that, Bilal. It's about how psychologically ready Arteta has got his players. And so far this season, the Man United point was very good about Dan. That was lack of experience. That was a mm. never lose to United. That was a draw all day long at the very worst. But inexperience cost them. That's one point. Man City, I don't think you guys should have lost. But a couple of bad mistakes. And Kevin De Bruyne, probably the only player in that situation, would have finished like that. Unlucky mm. again. These are just inexperience. This is another moment where you need to show experience which you haven't got but mentality which you can develop and you need going to... Because uh, player for player, quality for quality right now, you go there and you dominate us. Yeah, for me, and what I, it is, right? Oh, go on. If you want to, it's, go it's, so, it's so quick. Yeah, yeah go on. I think just to add on to what you're saying, Chris, I think the best Liverpool turn up and the best Arsenal turn up, they win. I think for Arsenal players, they need to play this season. the game and not... Yeah, just this season in isolation. Not, mm. not overall, but just mm. this season... For me, if they play the game and not the occasion, there's only one win in this game for me. I think if they start to play the occasion, that's where it could kind of... because these Where, play- Billy, where oh. Bill goes again, I'm so sorry. Where Bill goes again. Do you know what this reminds me of, Zoobs and Rums? When we used to go to Old Trafford, how many times mm-hmm. have we had a far better team than them in the last decade? Yeah. Majority of the years. Spot yet we on. couldn't win. We couldn't win there. We couldn't win there. They'd fluke a win, whatever, something. Until we broke that hoodoo, yeah. and I knew the league was ours. Spot on. I think Spot Arsenal are in that moment right now. And I know Babs is trying to play it down, and Dan's a bit different, and Bill, I was confident. It's three different contrasts with just three different fans here. Check this out. It's mad. But that's how that's how fans that's work. That's the psychology works. Like, Bill, I was confident. He's like, yeah, he's been telling me he's confident from weeks. Babs is saying, I'm going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Regardless whether Dan's saying, Dan's probably the oldest, with all respect, you know what I'm saying. Like, but Dan's saying these opportunities don't come far in between. You know, we need to capitalize. Bill out, tomorrow you need to go there and you're suggesting control proceedings. Don't play on the back foot. Play your normal game. Is Arteta going to do that? Yeah, it, it all depends. If you can play our normal game, I think it depends on who's at centre-back. If it's holding... We're going to have to probably drop the line a little bit more just to protect him from the pace of Liverpool, right? And that that's the only thing. That. But yeah, but if you can still control the game in that way, I think the way I'm looking at it is like I'm reading Curtis Jones's comments, I'm reading Jurgen Klopp's comments, and everything seems to do with Anfield, you know, for Liverpool, why they believe and why 
rightly, rightfully so, like Liverpool believe they can win the game. For me, that's why it's important as the away team. You've got to go there, control the game, score first, and then kill, you know, the crowd, kill everything, and then play a perfect away game. And we've shown this season away from home that we're actually, you know, we've improved so much this season. I think, you know, Fulham away recently, the way we just brushed them aside. And that's why I'm in between Babs and Dan when it comes to feeling about Arsenal. Babs is saying he's going to enjoy the ride, like in terms of, you know, he expected us to be good, but it's not a thing of, you know, if we don't even win the league, he's going to be devastated. Dan, I can see, obviously, big game, Liverpool, you're feeling it. And I'm, to be fair, every big game, you have to feel it. I feel, I feel it the same way. But I think the difference is between Arsenal of the past and Arsenal this season is that when it hit pre-season, right, with the disappointment of what happened in the top four race, but we see Jesus come in, we see Zinchenko, right? That pre-season tour in America, for example, was so good. You saw Beating the signs. Chelsea yeah, mm. we saw the signs. From there, I started believing, you know what, this season could be something. Whether it was a title charge, I, I don't know, but we could definitely win a trophy. Whether it was the FA Cup at the time, I'm thinking Europa League and, you know, get top four for sure. I think it's the difference now this season. How many seasons, Babs and Dan will know, like Arsenal in January have been top. Arsenal in January have the chance to do something this season. And then come the January window, we need a few players. No one comes in. Or we go and sign a Kim Kallstrom or something, you know, funny. Right, this season, Arsenal signed for me, for me the best January signing I've ever seen at my club, Leandro Trossard, and he's changed the game for me. The way he can play multiple positions, the way he's filled that void of Jesus, and now we have a selection headache. Who do we choose to play against Liverpool? Is it Jesus? Is it Trossard? We're in that situation now where the squad is very strong, and I feel like with Arteta, with the mentality of the team that this team can actually go to Anfield and win and make that statement. But, of course, it's not going to be easy. But, yeah, I'm feeling positive about it, to be fair. Do, do you know what, Bellaria? This is where I want to give Edu and Arteta credit because, and I think, Bav, you touched on it yesterday, they've gone for Prem-proven players. They've been very meticulous and shrewd in, in their um, signings because you've been linked to the last um, year the Vlahovic's, the Isaks, the Felix's, the Midrix's, they've gone, nope, nope, nope. They might be flashier names, but we're going to go for the Zinchenko's, the, the Jesus's, the Trossard's, the Jorginho's, who already do it in the league, who have already had experience in the league. And I think them two need a lot of credit for that because it's put you in good stead. They have to know, um, Jorginho, what, Champions League and Euros winner. Um, Jesus and Zinchenko, multiple Premier League, league winners. Trossard not there yet, but he's going to be a part of that culture if you then win the Prem. I think um, Edu and Arteta have been very smart in their acquisitions the last 18 months. I think we've set it up nicely in terms of going into tomorrow's lineups. Our bills, can you bring up? Hold on, let me just go through these super chats before we bring up yeah, the la- the lineups because we can reminisce a little bit and see where the teams are at now. <coughs> no beats, our very own no beats in the building. Big up no beats. He says City can still win a treble. It's not talked about. It's true. City can still actually win the treble. It's a madness. Right. It's an yeah. absolute madness. TBG sends in a super chat says, I've not had this much confidence in a team since the Invincibles. Fair enough. Rightly so. Yeah. Spurs is more hostile for Arsenal than Anfield. There's not as much animosity as a United, but the boys are inevitable at the moment. So we'll see. Do you guys agree with that in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I was just going to ask Babs and Dan, like, how do you feel? Like For me, right, the game against Leeds, the game against Palace, the game against Fulham. I'm telling you now, like, I sit there with a cup of tea and I'm just chilling watching these games. I just know we're going to win. And I think that's the difference this season. Like, in the season's <laughs> gone by before, like, we play Palace, I'm like, 
damn, Zaha, what's he going to do today? Like, he's going to do something and just you know, get a point. But now I'm sitting there, I'm so calm, I'm so chill. It's just these big games. Of course, when you play Liverpool this, uh, or Man United, you're never going to feel 100% comfortable because it's a big game. But these, the 90% of the games in the Premier League now, honestly, I feel so good. No, I could, I, I do. And to be quite honest, yeah, it's just, that's what I'm saying. I'm enjoying the journey because we're playing very good football, scoring goals and fighting for a title. What's not to be happy about right now? But yeah, I'm, I'm calm because I I know whatever happens on Sunday, we'll learn from it and the team will get past it. I think what it is with the Arsenal fans that are really stressful about this season is they've got maybe an idea. This might be the only chance we get. I don't see it that way. I see this as a start of an Arsenal team that is still one of the youngest in the league with one of the youngest managers. And if they don't win it this year, well, they'll go again next year with more signings, better players, more experience. And just like last season, people said top four, that was the best chance that Arsenal were ever going to get. And now Arsenal have got top four with nine games left. I think it'll be the same next season if we don't win the league this year. And if we do win it this year, then we go again next year and make it two out of two. Dan, about the, about the atmosphere in these kind of... Anfield away compared to a Spurs away... Uh, as the as uh, as TBG saying, what were you saying to that? You've been to most of the aways. Yeah. How, how, yeah. How, how do you how do you rate them on a hostility difficulty level? I, I hate this one, man. <laughs> I can't <laughs> lie to you. I hate this one. Um, I've been up there and see us get battered, so it hasn't been enjoyable for me. Uh, but I just feel that there's a different mentality within this side at the moment, and. It's there for us, man. There's no excuses. There's no, this. our Saliba was out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so what? Like it, We go into this one, Grizz, honestly, and it's you guys fearing us for the first time. That's not happened in a long time. I can't remember the last time it's been that long. You know, and Bill, I was talking about how you can chill out at games. Yeah, he's right. It's been an absolute delight in most of the games of late. I haven't been able to do that since Highbury days, not Emirates days, Highbury days. Sitting there going, right, what's it going to be today? Three or four? Yeah, and we're seeing three or four. And like, even if we're conceding the goals at the Emirates, which we see we can't seem to keep clean sheets, by the way, <laughs> it doesn't matter because we're getting three or fours all the time. So it's been comfortable of late. And I just hope that this continues, man. I'm... I'm I'm enjoying the ride, like Babs is saying, but I'm still realistic enough to know that you can't sit back and just expect this to be a, a cruise towards the end of it, man. This is a title race. Mm. Hossam uh, Tatila sends in a super chat. He says, Brother Grizz, this game is also big for we win with four points behind top. We could go on a run. Diaz, Thiago on the way back to line up. You never know. What? Four four, top four, four, does he mean? Top four, top four. I yeah. beg your pardon. I beg your pardon, man. Ramadan. Yeah, so basically, yeah, this guy's in the trenches with me, man. Look, <laughs> we're not winning the war. We're not winning the war, but there's certain victims out there that we can pick off. Still take out. You know them little strike. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can hit a few targets. And um, listen, Bav, I rate what you're saying. But I want you to know I'm cautioning you, man. You're on the cusp of going all the way in. You'll be a top gunner in about a year and a half, bro. Because I'm telling you right now, City ain't going away. So if you win it this season or you come second, don't think that's a platform for you guys. Oh, yeah, it's definitely ours next season, bro. It doesn't work like that. Because we're going to come back as well. And we can dent up your thing on Sunday. So it seems like you're on the cusp of enjoying it, slash getting carried away. And and then it seems like you know your one performance at Anfield away from singing we're gonna win the league and it'll be a beautiful moment for you probably well deserved of all the torture we've been giving you guys. But listen, man, Grizz, top four is there. Crawl to a few barbed wires, 
few scuffs but you think it's there possible? within our sights. Oh, 100% possible. Don't and fall for this. Rums, he nah, does this nah. he, do, he works in opposites. Remember what I told you? Nah, Let me lie, Grizz. Grizz, Grizz is nah. familiar with the game. By the way, by nah, the way, Grizz. Grizz, he knows. He by knows. the way, Grizz, big up, big up Hassan for that, um, for the super chat. But we will be, even if we win this, we're still seven points off. It's not four points. We're still mm, exactly. seven points off. Well, I am really. Maybe he mm. means top five. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just scroll up. You just scroll down a bit so I can see Liverpool. I can't see. Oh, there yeah, they are. Now, if you go a little bit, you might see Chelsea as well. Yeah, no, no forget Chelsea. Uh, honestly, page Chelsea, two, were they? Page two but, settings. Yeah. But look, um, look, it is what it is. We're in a position where we're, you know, Dan. You said we're fearful. I'm not. You know, I'm totally relaxed about this game. And this is why I think this could play into Arsenal's hands. Hear me out, guys. Liverpool people, hear me out. I don't think the crowd is going to be up for it like a normal... I'm going to... Okay, okay. And I've said this before and I've said it many years. Arsenal at home and Everton at home are the two games where I really enjoy every season, look forward to, because I know we're going to deal with you two, three, easy. Both teams. Arsenal and Everton, regular. Doesn't matter where Everton are in the league. Doesn't matter where Arsenal are in the league. I know we come to Anfield, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a party, yeah. This this is the first time where I know we're not gonna have a party, but I know we have no effect. I think that's gonna play off on the crowd. I don't think it's gonna be animosity and toxic and mm. Anfield's gonna be raging when Man United come to town. It don't matter. We're always up for it. When Man City come to town, it's the rivalry. Mm. Arsenal has been different in the past. It's always taken an incident to liven up the crowd, Arteta fuming yes. or a tackle or a missed goal, offside goal or something, so incident, yeah? I think Arsenal can use that to their advantage. I really, guys, don't think it's going to be that hostile atmosphere that you've been to. I think you can come and play your game. That's the way I'm looking at it, guys. I don't I know think if we you can agree. Shut, we can shut it up. We can shut that atmosphere down with an early goal. Like That would just be yeah. like, yeah. that would kill that crowd. I think that's key. Away. Oh, we, no. That's not going to happen, guys. We score that goal early, and that's it. That's what we do, though, isn't it? We score early goals. Listen, we score early goals. And if you remember, even last season, even last season, Grizz, to be fair, you absolutely battered our second half. But in the first half, I think the crowd looked like, oh dear, this is a little bit different Arsenal than I expected. You know what? But this is my point, guys. It weren't for Tavares. This is my point. No, no, but this is my point, guys. We don't see you like that. And no disrespect. I'm being real and I'm being honest. Because you're such, because you've been such free nil. If we look at the results of the last how many games? Three win nil, four nil, five one, four, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is why the crowd is not up for it until they realise, oh shit, Arsenal are pressing. Because last season you guys were. Look, I saw the vision even before that in the COVID season when you came to Anfield and you actually pressed us, and I thought, yo, mm. we still beat you, but I saw I saw Arsenal implementing a style. You remember how we don't recognise some other coaches. Styles. We're saying, how do we have? What's the imprint of them? I saw Arteta's very early on, and I've been saying it. I see a lot of similarities between the Liverpool first club Liverpool team and this team. The Martinelli, the Saka. Imagine Mane and Salah. The Gabriel Jesus. Imagine Bobby Firmino. You know the midfield Partey, Fabinho. Two centre backs that like to play the high line. Ours definitely did. You believe in your principles. All about counter-pressing. Look how quickly Odegaard and the man press, just like Henderson. Odegaard's an insane presser of the ball. Henderson at his best. 
Xhaka, Gini Wijnaldum, reliable, 7 out of 10, every game. Nothing spectacular. Odd goal here and there. The similarities are uncanny. Uncanny. And you've got the legs. So this is why I'm intrigued for this for this Sunday, you know, because lineup-wise, go on, Bill, you can say something. Yeah, no, I was just going to expand on that point. That's why I said the reason why Liverpool... You, I, if I was you as a Liverpool fan, you see Arsenal coming to town, why it feels like an easy game. This is why I call it a dumb game. How, the dumb scoreline, because Arsenal only ever used to play and still kind of do only one way, right? It's not like a Chelsea. who will go to Anfield and sell. He doesn't change. You're right. He doesn't change. Would you say the only time he's changed in recent times was when you had a man sent off and he had no choice but to revert in the League Cup game? That was the only time he went like sort of, he ain't going to play like that, especially when he knows he's so close to probably having one, or would you say three fingers of one hand? On the league, on the league, on the Let's league. Let's not even go there yet. About touching the <laughs> Dan, yet. I'm, I'm telling you, Dan. Trophy no, yet, no, 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 no. We can no, see no, it. No, we no, can no, see no, it. No, we haven't touched it, but we can see it. No, no, we can see me, it. Let me ask these guys a yeah. question, man, because I don't think it takes one goal to shut us up. You know, um, I think it does this and, season. No, but but here's this the thing. It's this season. We get a scrappy goal mistake, whatever the case. We get a first goal on these guys. It's a big ask for them. Two nil down, and one fan could be me. And the and the cops start singing, "You'll never win the league." Bigger questions need to be asked. I'm so, just I saying. Think I think it's key for me to feel like we can salvage something from the game. I think what going one goal up against this Arsenal team isn't enough. I think we need to go two. For me to start feeling positive, I think yeah. we need that two goal cushion. I think one isn't enough against this but- team now. I agree with you, but we don't need to go 1-0 and 2-0. I seriously don't think we've got any pressure to play for. We've got pride to play for. They've got pressure. They've got no pride right now. They just need to get a result anyhow possible. I want Arteta... For me, if I was an Arsenal manager, an Arsenal fan, I'd be intrigued to see... Bilal, I'll come to you, how you guys are going to set up. So... Let's just. Are we assuming Saliba's out, guys? You guys will know more. He's out. Uh, are you out. sure, Dan? I was watching Arteta's. He's giving me a bit of What did he mean? Is that coming back or Saliba? It could be Enketia just back. I That's think it'll be Saliba be. back. I can't lie. Uh, yeah. Do you reckon it'll be Saliba? I have a feeling Saliba's going to play or yeah. at least be on the bench. He wouldn't be smiling feeling. like that with Eddie, with all due respects. I don't think he would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even today, they, even today, they asked him a question, right? There's the journalist goes to him. You've got four great attackers right now: Jesus, Martinelli, Saka, and Prasad. And then he says, and Reese. Like, he doesn't say Enketia, right? So it might mean that Enketia is not even going to be on the bench. You never know for the next match. But Saliba might be someone who comes in. We need him, mm. man. We need, we need yeah. Saliba Mikkel, big time. Mikel does lie sometimes. He did it with Jesus they, and Trossard. They, they were out. They, do. they were out, the media, not available. The media, the media will find out that Arteta isn't the smooth criminal that he's been made out to be of the last couple of years. Now that he's up there with the big dogs, Watch him lie and tell fibs. Just like Klopp, just like Pep. This is what these guys do. That's why when people talk about Klopp, Klopp I say, oh, you, you guys don't know. Focus on your own. Trust me. When this going gets tough, these guys do what they need to do and manipulate the media in their own way. So I don't know if Saliba's going to be fit. Okay, let's just assume Saliba's going to be fit. Then Bilal, the team picks itself for you? Or is there anything different that you would do that you've not done recently? The, the only debate, if Saliba's fit, is going to be Trossard or Jesus and... For me, there's different reasons to play both. It's like, I don't know, because Jesus scored two goals the other day, he hadn't mm. scored, he hasn't scored in a minute, and he scores those two goals, he's feeding that confidence. 
I think to play him against Liverpool is the right thing to do for me, right? And that's despite Trossard being, you know, amazing. But Trossard is someone who can come in, play off the left. He can play up front. He can even play off the right, as we've seen. So he might be a good weapon off the bench, in my opinion. But to start Jesus might put that fear as well into Liverpool. Not to come up too high because Jesus, one long ball to him, he'll control it. He'll dribble past your players and create havoc. So, yeah, I think that's the only question mark for me in terms of who's going to play up front but apart from that the approach to the game is more important away from home we've been keeping clean sheets um pretty much uh, most of our games we don't play as high you know as we do at the emirates emirates games are crazy even if we go three nil four nil we can feel that we're probably going to concede a dumb goal but away from home it's still, we don't get that feeling well i don't get that feeling that you know we're going to just give it away I feel like ramsdale for example is a player who plays better away from home than at home. He loves having the crowd against him, if that makes sense. I feel like at the Emirates, obviously, nobody's going to be against him. He's our goalkeeper, right? So it doesn't help him. But when he goes to Liverpool and you can hear the Liverpool fans maybe giving it to him. Thrives on it. Yeah, then he starts thriving. Yeah, exactly. It's a mentality thing as well. So I think they pride themselves on that. And that's going to be important. Dan, I know you've got you know a what? couple of minutes. Just give me one sec, Zoops, because Dan's got a goal. So I want his, I want his insight into what he would do. And if it is the only dilemma, or is it a dilemma in your head? Yeah, the Saliba holding thing is a, a frustrating one because I would like to see Saliba there. Rob Holding's one of these players who's come in against Palace and Leeds and has been really good, like phenomenal in parts of the game. But um, this is a different test. I would like to see Saliba there, but I feel like he might just miss out. Um, I will go on record to say that I think this Trossard signing has been ridiculously good, absolutely ridiculously good. And for me, it would be very, very harsh to drop him out of this eleven. but I feel like he might be. I feel like it might go back to Saka, Jesus and Martinelli. Um, I feel like Martinelli will give, well, we all know what's going to happen on the left-hand side. Trent's going to be in trouble again, bless him, like he has been most of the season. But when it comes to Saka and Jesus, I feel like, Jesus says, well, we saw the start of Arsenal's start of the season. He just raised the level of Martinelli and Saka so much. And I think what Trossard has done, and to be fair, scored a hat-trick already at Anfield this year, if I'm, if I'm not correct, if I'm correct yeah. um, for Brighton, it would be incredibly harsh. But that's just a great strength in depth that we all want to see within this Arsenal side at the moment. Having those decisions to make is really good. But I think he's going to go with Jesus. Um, I didn't see the press conference that uh, Bilal and, and Babs were talking about. So I'm not sure what this Saliba comment was about, whether that is going to be good news or bad news that is is um, is yet to be seen. But um, I think of, of the Liverpool of old Grizz, I might be looking at maybe Tierney has to play this one because of Salah. Maybe we have to look at what we do at centre-back. Maybe we have to look in midfield. I now you're just focusing on yourself. Now, now I'm like, we, yeah, first time ever. You know, this is the 11. We know our 11. Everybody mm. rates our 11. Mm. And I, I am with you totally in terms of us looking like Liverpool. And the reason I say that is I think we can learn a lot off of what you are, what you are right now. Because for me, the reason, so one of the reasons, uh, one of the many reasons to be fair, is that you've had a 1-11 to 11 that everybody knows. Everybody can name it. And that 1-11 to 11 looks knackered now. It looks absolutely yep. exhausted. That's been playing four years, way too much football. So we need to learn from that. And moving forward, we need to look at a squad, not a first eleven, because at the moment that's all we've got is a first eleven. So that's the way I see it going, man. In terms of team news, but I do have to shoot, brother. Yeah, Always man. a pleasure, Dan. Thank you so much, you wicked up, man. man. Look after yourself. I'll chat to you in a bit. Nice right. one, boys. Take Stay care, fellas. In a bit. In a bit.
Babs, is that the selection dilemma in your head as well? Are you are you thinking Arteta's got a decision to make here? How crucial could it be Trossard with the experience of basically ruining Liverpool earlier in the season? Or Gabriel Jesus, the more experience, the turning well, like would you say the most one of the most significant purchases in recent history in your time? Is that yeah, the only dilemma in your head? Or you yeah, that, that is the only dilemma. Obviously, if Saliba's fate starts, if not holding starts. So, yeah, it's just that one thing. It's Trossard, Jesus. Um, maybe they play together. I don't think that will happen, but it's possible. They did it against Leeds. But Saka's got to start, unless, of course, he's not fully fit. And Martinelli's got to start, because, you know, up against Trento Gomez, he always causes Klopp issues. So, um, yeah, I think... It, I wouldn't be surprised if Trossard started over Jesus, because of the form mm. he's been in and the fitness. But mm. Jesus just scored two goals. And when strikers score goals, they come and they pour... So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jesus was to start and he'd score because uh, I, I think he's got a decent record against Liverpool at yeah, Man City. Man City. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, he has scored a goal, a goal against you in the past and so does Trossard as well. So we've got two players now that know what it's like to score against Liverpool, but that is the only thing I'm stressed about. Everyone else fit, available, touch wood and let's get the three points. Captain, are we dead, dead? Because we're just talking about um, there's only one team turning up on Sunday. Are we dead, listen. dead? Grace, the way these men little, are talking, is there a little bite in the, the uh, like we're not the big dogs anymore. We're just like old greyhounds right now. But is there like a little? Can we look, grab a sign? Grace, the way these three Arsenal fans just talk, if if Arteta listened to any one of them, we have a lot of bite. And here's why we have a lot of bite. You have a guy that scored a hat trick against Liverpool, playing off the left in Trussell. Yeah, you've been using him as nine. But your original nine always caused Liverpool problem. Why not start them both and bring Martinelli off the bench? If you know Martinelli can wreak havoc, no, he start them both. Well. <laughs> he you no, no, no. Well. But, the, but the point is, Liverpool don't have problems. legs. Liverpool don't have legs. So start the guy that got a hat-trick earlier in the season. Start him left in his natural position. Start Jesus down the middle. Then I'll be sweating. If you guys don't do that, I'm like, you guys are missing a trick here. You're missing a trick. You have a nine always cause us problem. And you have a winger that scored a hat-trick earlier in the season. Play both of them. We know Martinelli going to cook. But if you're just starting Martinelli, there's a chance we can nullify your original plan of 11. Grizz, these are the game where, as a manager, you have to switch it up. Remember when Klopp forced Bobby back in the team because Bobby always has a good game and affected against City? He always switches it up to try to catch City out. I don't think they get away with the Ten Hag tactics of, oh, I've been doing what I've been doing. It's been working. I'm just going to go to, you know, Liverpool and do what I've been doing. Nah, bro, you got to come here and try something else. Jabir, you know why you might be onto something here? Arsenal are no city. That's the reason why they sit sit on top of the league. But I've called out Klopp a lot this season for him being tactically inept. But against the second best team in the country in City, which... Let's be honest, I think most... I know I did predicted that we would finally lose against them. Klopp finally switched something up. Played, we played our back four, wasn't as high as about 10, 15 yards back. We were quite pragmatic in that game and we got a result. So what you're saying, Rizabiri, I do understand the logic behind it. If that's the case, guys, we just... Bilal, Dan and Babs are literally saying they can name their 11, apart from that one position player... And pretty much the tactics won't change. They're going to press like demons. They're going to play like we did, man. How we started every game ferocious. 
two, three, and they want bang, game over. You're looking right. over your shoulder. You're, away fans are emptying like anything. That's how they start every game, home or away. So, Roms, what are you doing then? You just said you done something against City. Clock played a little bit deeper, played a diamond in midfield, play, dropped about 10, 15 yards and hit them on the counter. Salah was slightly more central. Of course, he gets the goal. That was from a central position, obviously, but obviously it was a transition. How do you counter this Arsenal team knowing that the personnel that you got? So let's give a recap of the Liverpool situation. Every man's back, apart from yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz, I think, will make the squad. I don't think he will start. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think he gets 10 minutes. I think Thiago might be thrown straight in oh. because he's the only one right now who can control the football and pass the football in midfield. Otherwise, the rest of them are treating it like a hot potato. Do you throw him back in Rom though? Because Tia. the way I see it with Thiago, Grizz, is I do only because, and it's harsh to say this, but his Liverpool career, it's quite inevitable that he's going to go anyway. Like, he's going to get injured anyway. So it's like, when we can use him, let's just utilize this guy. Because normally, typically you say about a player that's, that's come back from injury, let's ease him in. But we know Thiago, he, to be fair, this season he went on his longest spell without getting injured. But we know he's back for minimum three, four games and he goes again. So, while he's available against the best team in the league at the moment, let's use him. But my biggest change, and this might raise Talk a few eyebrows, especially Zabiri and Grizz, I Talk start Joe me. Gomez over Trent in this game. I start okay. Joe Gomez over Trent. And the thing is, I don't think Gomez starts because the fact Trent was fully rested against Chelsea, I think he's he's a shoe in to start. However, for me to, to count on the, the Martinelli pace on the left wing, we know Gomez this season has been... Our team as a collective has. But just to have a, a bit more defensive stability, I play Joey G. And to be fair, against Chelsea, I know that the, the standards are lower right now, the bar's low, but he had one of his better games, if we're being honest. And the only way you build momentum is by carrying on playing. For this game in isolation, I'm not saying Trent won't start the rest of the season, but I start Gomez just, just, just to give Martinelli maybe something different to... Think about Martinelli's still probably going to have a good game and cause us problems regardless. But that's the one big change I make. I think in the midfield, I start Thiago. Um, but I start Thiago, but I think Klopp will go with Hendo and Fabino to be fair. And it'll be a toss-up between Jones and Elliot, in my opinion, in that midfield three. But in terms of the back four, it's, it's Robbo, Canate, Van Dijk and Gomez for me. That's, that's what I would start. Bilal, you seem to think that's what you would start if you was a Liverpool fan fighting against one of your star boys right now. Obviously, Saka, but Martinelli still. Yeah, 100%. You know what it is with Joe Gomez, right? He had some calamity games. That Napoli game, I think about, like, the Champions League one where he... Was, at yeah, centre-back. At right-back. centre-back, exactly. A lot of Liverpool fans will tell you he's very rarely had a stinker. Now yeah. I know mm-hmm. he's going to drop a stinker on Sunday. He, <laughs> but he very rarely has a stinker at right-back. I don't know, yeah. unless Captain and Roms can tell me. I can't remember the top of my head oh, he... where he's had a stinker at right-back. Uh, he's had a few. He's had a few... Um... Few and far in between. You can definitely tell it's understanding where he should be. So he kind of still drifts in and it gives more space to the winger. But he always will bank on his recovery pace to get there and deal with the situation. A bit rash at times, but um, he had more stinkers at center back. Um, Rums, I actually agree with that shout. It's just, 
I think Klopp might put Joey in the middle and go Trent and rest Kanate. No I think that would be the switch. Yeah. I will, start, I will start celebrating before the game begins. Before the game begins. No, no, but, but, but no, here's, here's, why, here's why I say that. Yes, Here's why I say that. Here's why I say that. Arsenal doesn't have a nine or a striker that needs to be muscled. Kanate is pure muscle. Tiki nah. Taka. No, no, no. Grizz. Tiki Taka and them slip. But they will slip past him because Kanate drifts and ball watch a lot. Listen to me. If it's Kanate one of them ones, Chris. It's game over. Kanate is the only shining light right now for me, brother. If Kanate don't start, I'm celebrating with Bilal. I'm ringing up Bilal. Face Chris, and we're both going to be laughing. Chris, I agree. With you. It's don't one tell them, me that. It's one of them ones, Debiri. I understand the logic, but no, nah, it's just yeah. it's just not happening. Because for me, like Chris said, the two shining lights this season, and this shows how the level has dropped. For me, it's been Bassetic and Kanate and Alisson. Them three players have been the best thing guys, about this for this season. Guys, guys, and that's why I'm glad me and Klopp are on a whole nother level from you, man. <laughs> you cannot use the season to justify Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, man. I, I, I hear you, that. I do hear that. You cannot be like, oh, yeah, at the beginning of the war, we had these ammo and this particular caliber is great, bro. We have a target. It's two little slippery guys. We don't need muscle. We need pace and recovery for these men. I think Kanate's quicker than Gomez. Yeah, exactly. Kanate is king, man. He does, he does. The, I told you, man. His, his brain is how you think, man. How he operates. Don't let him twang me, man. Bilal, Trent is starting. Yeah. Gomez, okay. is going to be there and there. Where do you still, or if, I might even preempt you. Let's finish up on now. Like, I hear the confidence, not arrogance. I hear the confidence, and rightly so. You mans are out there and up there for a reason. But where you are you anything about Liverpool fearing or worrying on saying, yeah, you know what? We're Arsenal, we've been playing this football, but this is still Liverpool sign saying the old boys have still got sign something for us somewhere. Have we? Yeah. Uh, the two players I'm worried about for Liverpool is Salah and Darwin Nunes. If these two players... We give them a bit of space, especially Salah, because the way Zinchenko, Zinchenko is going to play, and I think he should do because Liverpool's midfield obviously isn't the greatest. With Zinchenko, I'm intrigued to see how Zinchenko plays inverted with Salah exactly. and Trent. That's why yeah. I think Trent's going to play, my Liverpool people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trent is going to play because he's going to try to get advantage of Zinchenko inverting when they got the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the first game, right, at the Emirates, Arteta played Tomiyasu at left-back because of Salah. So it's something has he's thought oh, about in the past, yes. right? So now going away from home, are you still going to play Zinchenko? Are you going to bring back Kieran Tierney? Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't fit for that game. Yeah, but still, Tomiyasu one-on-one. But it was you know, a tactical. It can... was definitely a No, no, it was over Tierney. Yeah, over yeah. Tierney. But, I yeah. mean, we just you've just played against Man City, who play an inverted full-back, and they spank you 4-1. So clearly it can't work against Liverpool. It, it can work, but Man City have experience of playing it on a different level for at so least. So does Zinchenko? part of that Man City team. No, but not at Arsenal. No, he's talking and, about and, the and rest of the midfield. And definitely not at Arsenal. At no, my my point is we don't play different to Man City. Do they build up in a three-two? We build up in the three-two. Our back three is on the right hand side with Ben White dropping back, and there's his left back with uh, Ake. But they had Stones in midfield against you guys, and he played played you off the park. And I think Zinchenko could do the same. But I do see the space. You guys have the wide forward in Salah. Whereas on the right-hand side, you you know... Oh, sorry, on the left-hand side, it's not as obvious. But yeah, I, I don't think Arsenal will change. Babs, they played Babs. 
they played Cancelo in the same position at Anfield in the first game and did it. He's work. playing more wide because though. I tell you why. I tell you why because Klopp changed it for that Man City. That if he game, thinks yeah. Arsenal going to play like that, Klopp will change it up again. And this is why I'm saying it's not going to be. I hear the confidence in your voices and sounds, but trust me, for the first time, I think Klopp might second time. I think Klopp might change the way he plays in a big game. Normally, he's never changed the way we play in a big game. Sure. He played. He changed it against Man City because he recognised the state of his squad. He's, and I think he might change it because Arsenal, because he has to show respect to you guys. That's why I find it intriguing, intriguing battle. I personally think Trent will play. I personally think Salah will play as wide as possible and, and, take, and try to get Gabriel out there because Zinchenko is going to be trying to control proceedings. I think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. I definitely don't think it's going to be Liverpool getting whooped like a lot of people think. I think it's going to be a real fun game. Like if if Arsenal come with the with the thinking that anything we get here from us is a bonus, then it could be anything. It could be anything because we're going to play relaxed. We're going to play we've got no pressure. But sometimes that works against us, guys. I like it when we got pressure, we're on it. I'm not sure if the crowd and the players and everything are going to be, you know, like, row, row, row. I don't think we're going to be that, you know. I don't know what you guys think. The trend, thing for me, the trend thing for me, like, is big because, like, Martinelli can go man on man on him the whole game, stick with him. He can stay out wide and just literally try and just pin him all match, all match, all match. And I think I saw something. I don't know if it's true. But if you look at Liverpool's last few games, right, and the opposition team, whoever's been man of the match, it's always been the left winger whenever Trent's played in the last few matches. I've seen something like this. I can't confirm it. But if you think the likes of Matoma, you know, what he's been able to do, all of these sort of left wingers, even obviously the Champions Bro, you're naming, bro you're, na- you're, bro, you're naming ballers. Every man has been man of the match against Liverpool. You're naming yeah. ballers. You don't even need to be a baller to be man of the match against us. But I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's position. very commercial, I mean, that specific man. left wing. I mean, that specific left wing <coughs> position. When Trent's there yeah. this season, he's not been able to cope. And a lot of, even even the Bournemouth game, right? I know a lot was made about Van Dijk and a lot of the things that he was doing, but Trent himself didn't cover himself in glory. And it's it's a problem for me. That's why I, I would be... Like, for me, if I'm Jurgen Klopp, you have to play Joe Gomez in this game. You can't go back and, and, and play Trent. We've seen it time and time again this season that it's not working because the rest of the team isn't functioning properly. When the whole Liverpool team's functioning, the midfield's functioning, then you can get away with playing Trent because on the ball, he's class. He's, he's elite, right? But off the ball now this season, for me, that's a massive glaring weakness right now and something where a player like Martinelli, 100%. who's on form... He's purring right now. and People not talking about Martinelli. But right now, he's on form. He's on fire. And I feel like he's got the confidence to do something against Liverpool. And if you give him Trent, I don't know. if You're going to make his life probably a lot easier. Guys, we're going to wrap no, up. Zoobs, Zub, I know you want to fire back, man. Relax. We've got a call-in show on Friday as well. Saturday, sorry. Let's, tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah, Me and you tomorrow. are live. Yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. Oh, you know what? It's, it's, it might be fun. Because we ain't got Liverpool playing tomorrow. We got Liverpool Sunday. Hey, so we can... freedom, Grizz. Have a day off, yeah. Hey, we can cuss up all the other mans like... Hope Southampton, United. Man City, 5.30. We'll, we'll be there. No, no, we'll no. Five, five no or something, man. Relax. <laughs> uh, 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 Mugiwara says, pre-games nerve, nerves are kicking in again. Long day. They will. I know Babs and Bilal and that all cool today. Trust me. Come Sunday, kick off. The nerves are going to be there. Yeah, 100%. Diallo's in the building, Captain. 
Mr. Grizz, my boys are coming for your neck. He's been telling uh, me. Yo, watch your own neck, Diallo. I'm telling you, watch your neck. <laughs> Listen, people, seven likes to 200. I was looking 300 likes, but all right, I'll take 200. Smash up the likes on your way out. Uh, we out of here. We need to thank up the panel. We need to th uh, thank Captain. We need to thank Bab. We need to thank Roms. Uh, Wait, I'm going to predictions quickly. Or no, no. Well, predictions? What the hell? That's like uh, yeah, right. reviews, man. Uh, generic reviews, yeah. man. Predictions. What? Everyone's <laughs> going to predict their team to win. He's not trying to get clipped up by Skull Fuggery. Mm. That's what it is. Nah, man. Everyone's predicting. I'm giving my predictions, no, no, no. 2 1, we're winning, man. I've said it. Man. Okay. No, but it's like one of those ones. Everyone's going to go with their team. And it's like, what? All right, go on then, Bilal. Tell me something different. 2 0 Arsenal. That's That's my prediction. 2 0 Arsenal, you know, Captain. 4-1 Liverpool. Bomba. Oh, <laughs> I think Mustafi's at the back, you know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. The thing is, you guys are forgetting Gakpo. But it's calm. Talking about Nunes and Salah is the only threat, bro. Yeah, no, nah, I thought about him. Gakpo breaks. Yeah. Gakpo It's fine. You got threats, but also you got Bambi and Ice at the back. That's what you got to worry about. Okay. There just keep go. keep it. You know, listen, I respect your attack. That's your my biggest fear on Sunday. But your defence, I'm looking at that and I'm licking my lips. Because it's there to be taken. I saw Chelsea, who can't score goals, rip you apart. And you were lucky they didn't score 2-3. So obviously I I'm going to have confidence with that. 100% I agree. So what's your prediction then? 2-0 Arsenal. So, yeah, so, you don't yeah, show, so you ain't got no respect I, for our attack. No, I do. Mm. I do. You'll make chances. You'll make chances. And, you know, you might miss the chances. You could score a goal. Of course you could. I might give you a consolation goal. But the way I look at it is, it's like, it's like Spurs away. I think Arsenal hopefully in the first half can get the game done with. Uh, you know, just get get in the first half, score one, two goals in the first half and just see the game out. But we keep clean sheets away from home. Eight out of, I don't know, four, four, 13, 14 games. The best away team in the league. Um, and, you know, you, you can score a goal. You might score a goal, but I'm hoping for a clean sheet. Roms, life is different. I've been saying <sighs> Very it different. And my brother, my little brother Babs has just compared us to Tottenham. Life no, 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 Listen, you've got, He's just you've got a bit more, go you've got a bit more silverware in, in the cabinet to be compared to Tottenham. But the point is, he even said the same scoreline as well. I, goes, I said it goes, yesterday, though. I said it yesterday. I said yeah, it yeah, he did, he did, he did. I, I said it yesterday. He goes, he just said, we're gonna go to Anfield like it's Spurs, like what we done at Spurs. Run up on Spurs, control the game from start to finish because Spurs were dead food. Chris, dead listen, food. this is how I see it, right? We've won the league at Anfield before. Why not do it again? Of course. Look at this as well. Look at this before we forget. This was the last time Arsenal beat Liverpool at Anfield, I believe. And it was 2-0 as well. Which I, I yeah, didn't... Yeah. Sanny Cazola, Podolski. Yeah. Drew Chiris so was... won that game as well. 100%. But get that off screen. I go... It hurts me to say this, but all good things come to end. I go Arsenal 2-1. I think Fair they enough. edge it. And okay. I think they score late. I think they score late as well. Oh, I love nothing more than that. I love nothing more than that. Listen... People, I think we've set it up real nice for you guys. I've enjoyed this build-up. You know me, I hate doing previews. I find previews boring. Yeah, Isn't it, like, We always say you're the previews. You know what I mean? What we try to do is look at the whole fixtures as a whole. We're like, we'll pick out the fixtures yeah. on the Premier League kind of. We do a preview of all the games as opposed to just one game. But there's so much to talk about in this game. So many subplots. So many one-on-one -on -one battles. We didn't even have a chance to get into the one-on-one -on -one battles, but I really enjoyed it. So, Babs, thank you very much for your time, my bro. Yeah, big up. Uh, Appreciate and that, no problem and, and, and Roms as well Captain and Bilal I'll yeah. see you soon anyway um, But yeah This has been Premier League Carnage Big game Big game It feels different I'm not part of it I want to be part of it I may be part of it I ain't got my chest now But come Monday Big six Don't go anywhere <laughs>
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.